Hey friend, this is Ryan Thomas. We're so blessed and grateful you're listening to On the Road and supporting Faith Radio. You are quite simply the best and we appreciate you so much. Enjoy the show. Discovering stories of courage, determination, and hope. Welcome to Faith Radio's On the Road. Now, here's Ryan Thomas. Well, 2020 is a year that will be remembered for some time. I think that's safe to say. But in the middle of all that's been unexpected, there's been something special happening in CCM music. From Waymaker to Into the Sea, God's brought messages of hope and songs of purpose to us right when they've been needed most. The fresh single from Ryan Stevenson powerfully continues the trend. Amadeo reminds us that no matter the battles we face, he's still our God and still our rock. And Mr. Ryan Stevenson, that pioneering music maker behind songs like The Gospel, The Eye of the Storm, and the just-released album Wildest Dreams, joins us today on the road. So brother, your album release day was just scant days ago. Obviously exciting enough in normal days, something very rare, but something else ended up happening that day that was way, way more significant, I believe it's safe to say. Yeah, way more significant, yeah. Yeah, we, uh, and it wasn't supposed to be that way, but really? instead of just releasing a record, we actually welcomed our baby girl into the world that day. Oh, uh, so congratulations. Had, our daughter was born the same morning at about 7.30 in the morning. Oh, man. And you, if I may be so bold, you gave her a really pretty name too, I believe. Yeah, her name's Birdie, Birdie Ray. My dad's name is James Ray, and... It was kind of Ray was kind of a family name, but we spelled it R A E. So and Birdie was just a name that my wife loved. So yeah. Birdie Ray came and she's here now, and she's awesome. <laughs> well, congratulations once again to you and to your family. The question Thank I suppose you, would be, uh, just how much sleep have you gotten in the past week and a half? I would say about a day's worth. I would say twenty four hours in the last ten days. Maybe. <laughs> you still sound sane, though. I mean, you're making sense. Your words are totally coherent. Hey, well, you know, I was a paramedic for nine years, so I'm, I'm used to being up all night and not having a lot of sleep <laughs> and dealing with crazy stuff. So I'm, my body's in pretty pretty good shape. <laughs> but oh. the older I get, the more I'm, I'm noticing that uh, I'm slowing down a little bit when it comes <laughs> to lack of sleep. Uh, well, we'll be thinking about you, praying for you, man. You know, the song that you uh, released uh, some weeks ago, but has been one that so many of us will know already, of course, is Amadeo. And mm-hmm. you just did it once again with this song, brother. You you just capture the listener with this great new sound, and you managed to title a song in Italian as well. You don't get to do that every day, sir. Yeah, you know, I mean, that was definitely... I took Latin in the seventh grade and I haven't really used my Latin since the seventh grade. And, and we were working on this song and we had this kind of melody that was going like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and I was just like, man, ew. 
Dave. I don't know if you guys remember that song, but I was like, man, what if we use that hook and we just make a little Latin hook that just says, I love you, God. Like just a little love song portion of the song that's in Latin. And that's how Amadeo was born was just through, um, a seventh grade Latin class and, and just saying, I'm, I'm a lover of God or I love you, God. That's, and that is the meaning of the term originally, right? Amadeo, it means one who, who loves God. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful stuff. Does that mean, and I apologize for using your knowledge here. Does that mean Amadeus would be one who is loved by God? Do you think that would follow? I, I believe it would. Oh. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's that's really unimportant, but I just I wanted to take the opportunity while I had it. So thank you. I'm <laughs> well, you know, the way that this song connects in 2020, it made me think back to something that Christian Stanfill uh, told us earlier this year about the song Waymaker. You know, basically he said, mm-hmm. isn't it incredible the way God raises up these songs with the exact message that we need and gets them in our ears and in our hearts before we even knew that we needed them. That's exactly what happened with this song, right? God is outside of time. And sometimes we think we're writing a song for us or somebody else, or, you know, we think we're writing a song for a certain reason, but we don't see around the next bend. We don't, we don't, we don't know the future and we don't know that maybe what God has laid on our heart now is going to be for us in about six months. And I'll tell you what, man, like just being able to say, you are still my God. You're still my rock, my only hope. You're all I've got in every valley and mountaintop. I'll say, hallelujah. You're still my God. Like we, we're going to face some trials. We live in an uncertain world. We make all of us, you know, especially now, like, I mean, look at our country. We've been in a pandemic and we're in tremendous amounts of, you know, social issues and, and civil unrest and, and division. And it's like, man, we, we need Christians especially to be true image bearers of Christ, to be true lovers of God. And um, it's just so cool to see this song, like resonating with people that way and encouraging people uh, to navigate this time that we're in, in a, in a way that is um, just all encompassing. And man, I could just go on and on about that for so long, but yeah, I know what you're saying. And, and I definitely love how the Lord uses, uses things in such a timely way that only he knows how to work out. So it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it really is. Well, and you know, that message too of God's, constancy in his faithfulness is one that you come back to again and again. I mean, obviously the eye of the storm, one of the first big hits is about how he just continues to be there for us, even when Mm -hmm. the most unexpected happens. Is that something that intentionally happens or is that something that that God maybe is just leading you back to again and again? I just think it's, it's something that he continuously makes me aware of. And I'm, I'm thankful for that because I don't ever want to forget that. And, and, you know, it's, it kind of reminds me of the, I put a song on my new record while the streams, it's called back to the altar. And, and it really, it's, that's my life, man. That That is something that I'm going to just stand by and remember. And that's why I keep writing songs year after year, after year, after year about 
returning to the place of my first love and remembering what God has done in my life, remembering what he has freed me from, remembering what he has delivered me from, remembering how he has met me in the storms and, and how he's given just, you know, how many times have we seen through the Bible that the Lord told Abraham to go back to return the way you came and stop at that place where you built that first altar. Go back and remember what I've done for you. And I don't ever want to forget. And so that's why I just feel like it's easy and important. I feel, I feel a responsibility to continuously write those songs that remember his faithfulness, look forward and talk about how good he is and remember his faithfulness. I mean, all throughout the Bible, all throughout the old Testament was festivals and celebrations, remembering what God has done. We still do it today. We take communion because we remember his faithfulness. I write songs that talk about, I'm going to go back to the altar in the eye of the storm. You're in control. It's the gospel that makes a way. I, that's just, I'm glad you asked that question because I've, I've, I've wanted to talk about that, that very thing. I get asked that question a lot. People, people notice that I have kind of a common theme in my songs and it's, I just know what, I know where I come from and I know what he's walked through with me. I know what he's delivered me from and he's delivered me from myself. He's delivered me from a life of sin. He's delivered me from a life of self-centered, chaotic damage and bondage that I could be in right now had he not shown me the beauty of his face and, and intervened in my life. And I'm, I'm just, it's, I'm never going to shy away and get tired of writing songs that bring people back to remembering how good he is. Man, at the risk of, of being incorrect here, I, I remember reading that you were a great lover of hymns, uh, in your younger mm-hmm. days. And that line, uh, from come thou fount of every blessing here, I raise my Ebenezer. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what it's all about, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You, you hit that right on the head. <clears throat> well, Ryan Stevenson uh, is with us today. The voice behind songs like The Gospel, The Eye of the Storm, and the just-released album Wildest Dreams with its hope-filled lead single, Amadeo. You know, we spoke to you back in 2018, and you really laid out your journey to music, which is just a flat-out amazing story. If you have not heard the whole thing, uh, you could check it out, myfaithradio.com, and take a listen. But there are just so many threads to follow. It's such a blessing to get to chase them some more here today. And your mom played one of the biggest roles, you've said, in getting you where you are today. And you actually Mm -hmm. crafted a song about her on this record, right, sir? Yes, sir. Yep. You know, if you know me, I hope you know a little bit about about my mom. My mom was 56 years old when she passed. She's pretty young, you know? Um, and I'm, I'm the baby of our family. I'm the only son. I'm the only boy. My mom and I were super tight. Um, and she was just, she was kind of my whole world. My dad's amazing, you know, but my mom and I just had that mother son bond and Mm -hmm. we were just tight knit. Um, so I felt really lost without her when she died. And, uh, but she was just a nurturer. You know, my mom was adopted. My mom was a product of statutory rape and was given up by her birth mother when she was 16. So my mom was adopted. My mom struggled a lot her whole life with depression and, 
just feeling, you know, insecurity, not knowing where she came from and feeling like nobody wanted her when she found out she was adopted. And she, I know that she struggled with that a lot, but in, in, inside of that, she really, um, had a gift. I think because of that, she really had a gift to embrace the outcast, to embrace the impoverished, to embrace the poor and the needy and the, the dirty, you know, the downtrodden. My mom was such a nurturer and she showed no partiality. She would, she would meet people right where they were at, whether they were rich or poor, stinky or smelling great. Like she didn't care. And, and that's what she, she taught me to be that way. She taught me to love without condition. She taught me to look right through people's mess and see who they are and, and to love the person. And, and, you know, the last conversation that I ever had with her was she was in, on hospice, laying in a hospice bed in our house. And, and, you know, I remember speaking with her and I was just losing it. You know, like, this is our last conversation. She's going to die any day. And, and she said, Hey, um, I just want you to know that I'm, I'm going to be okay. Like I'm ready to go be with the Lord. I'm exhausted and I'm, I'm over this. Like I'm sick of it. She's like, but don't you think for two seconds that you need to walk out of here and try to put on some tough exterior, try to put on some face or live with some facade that, that you're above it, that you, that you don't need to grieve, that you don't, that you need to, you know, you need to be able to just like kind of, shade your feelings because that's that's garbage that's a lie she said Mm -hmm. we're crafted as individuals to feel loss and to feel pain because the lord meets us in that loss and that pain and he shows us who he is as a dad she said sometimes the only sometimes our, our greatest strength is our surrender it's it's our greatest strength is in our weakness when we just let go of control and sometimes we don't see anything clearly until we see it through our tears so don't 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 ever lose your tears there's healing in those tears they're precious um and she said and sometimes the only way you you heal is when you just let go and fall apart let it all fall apart crumble who cares because when we let it all go then we then we get reestablished from the ground up from the foundation in what's really important so sometimes we need to let let it all fall apart we need to let the fake stuff crumble and so that's just, I thought that was just profound wisdom that she shared with me on her deathbed. So I, I put that in a song called when we fall apart and it's on this record. Oh, that is, that is beautiful, man. Thank you so much uh, for sharing that. What was the line you said? Sometimes we don't see things clearly until we see them through our tears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That yeah. is Wow. Well, you know, something that is uh, so distinctive about what you do is your ability to continue making soundscapes that break new ground and are just so fun to listen to. And, you know, just continuing to wonder how you do that, you take a step back and look at some of the caliber of musicians that you've spent time with. Uh, Paul Wright, Matt Carney, Toby Mack, and so many more, but just to name a few, there really is something so purpose-filled just thinking about the fact that God was, he was really honing your sound and building you as an artist, even in friendships and roommate assignments. I mean, is that, is that too extreme to say? No. And I, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. I mean, you know, growing up on nineties pop music and nineties hip hop, 
you know, I grew up on Michael Jackson and, and George Michael <laughs> and Wham. And, and then, you know, in the nineties, color me bad and boys to men, R and B stuff. Like, and then I go and, um, you know, my roommates are like these acoustic pop hip hop guys. And we just all click. And it's like, there is no such thing as coincidence. The Lord is so crafting the details of our lives. And when we resonate with a sound and that sound, we, we let out the sound that is all, I believe every one of us is created. We, we were created by sound and we were created with sound. And every one of us as a human being has a sound inside of us. And we come into an alignment. We come into an agreement with the sound of heaven, I believe. And when that sound comes into alignment, what we release is our sound. And I just, man, I feel like I came into an alignment with something that was already in there. I didn't then put it in there, you know, and I just love to, I just know what that sound is for me. I know where that place is and I love to release that sound and watch people connect with it. Wow. Mr. Ryan Stevenson with us here on the road for Faith Radio, that voice behind songs like the gospel the Eye of the Storm, the just-released album, Wildest Dreams, and the hope-filled mm. lead single, Amadeo. You mentioned it right off the top uh, in <laughs> preparing you for these days as once again a new dad, but the greatest piece of Ryan Stevenson trivia, which is saying something because there's a lot of great Ryan Stevenson trivia, but it's got to be that you're a trained paramedic and you worked as one for years. But... There was this extended period there, I believe, too, where you really had a heart to be doing music professionally. You'd seen friends make the leap, but it just wasn't happening yet. And I wonder, you know, how did you keep the faith and not give up on that dream when you perhaps wanted to, even when it seemed like it just wasn't going to happen? Yeah. Well, painfully and incrementally, I guess. (laughs) You know, when you have that still small voice and you recognize that nudge that you, that, that, you know, um, that is what kept me going. And I've heard that voice. I've heard that still small nudge since I was a kid. And it's one voice that I've learned to always recognize. And there were hopeless times for sure. There were hopeless seasons where I was like, well, I mean, maybe I heard wrong or, you know, yeah. uh, maybe nothing's going to happen, you know? And you know, for eight, eight, nine, ten years after college, I mean, I worked as a paramedic all those years and a school teacher and, and did not do music, even though I wanted, my dream was to do music. I mean, our college band got signed to Goatee Records and our lead singer did a solo deal and the rest of us just kind of disbanded and went away and went into careers. And that was heart wrenching. I mean, that was a gut punch to not be able to do be an assigned band when I was 21 years old. Now, looking back, the Lord saved my life. I didn't see it at the time, but he's so good. You know, I, I call him the bud nipper. I call him the, he's such a bud nipper because he knows he's like, we're like a peach tree. He knows that we can produce fruit, but any good gardener, is going to go pinch those buds. He's going to go prune that. He's going to go nip those buds because if we start bearing all this fruit before our limbs can handle it, they're going to break the tree. It's going to kill the tree. Oh I could have produced fruit when I was 21 years old, but he knew that my infrastructure and my roots 
were, were not established. So he nipped those buds, he pruned those branches, and he let me be a paramedic for, let me be an EMS for nine years. And, and I woke up really quick and I, and I, I became, you know, it was a, it was a wake up call. It changed my life. I grew up so fast and I learned about people and I learned about the human body and I learned about disease and I learned about sickness. I learned about compassion. I learned about tragedy and grief and loss. Like th- there's no coincidence. I learned so much in this stint as a paramedic that when he's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to put you, I'm going to turn you loose over to this music thing now and, and watch you do your thing. Like, well, coming, leaving that chapter and coming into music fresh off of an ambulance was easy to write songs about, you know, hip hop and pop songs, easy to write songs about what people are actually going through as, as human beings, because I just lived it for nine years. Hmm. Wow. That is incredible stuff and powerful stuff. And also I found as well that as we've gone through uh, the 20 minutes, your analogies have become even richer and richer. Like you're just getting better and better as we go. Hmm. <laughs> oh, that's good news. That's encouraging. Uh, I remember after we spoke the first time that I thought to myself, wow, that life, this life that this good man, our friend has, has lived the journey he's walking. He really should write a book. <laughs> And from what I understand, that is exactly what you have done, my friend. I really did. And I'm, I'm act, that's so funny you say that because I'm holding it right now. I just got sent a complimentary copy in the mail and it just showed up <laughs> in my house. Yes. And I'm holding it and I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Congratulations. Yeah. When, it, when, when will we be able to uh, grab a copy of this thing? On July 7th, it comes out. And, uh, man, it's called... Eye of the storm, experiencing God when you can't see him. And it's just, you know, it's just my life. I mean, I wrote an autobiography. It's just about my life and just my crazy, weird, (laughs) unconventional, beautiful journey that I've had from growing up in a small little farming community in Southern Oregon, being raised in a single wide trailer and to, you know, becoming going to college, becoming a school teacher, becoming a paramedic, you know, responding to a lightning strike, which sets me into uh, Christian music, meeting Toby Mac and touring the world. So there's a lot of moving parts in there, but I, I really feel like this book is going to inspire people and, and really challenge you to, to trust God with the details. Man. Well, and I imagine you can already pre-order that uh, in multiple locations, but if somebody wants to, say, go to a hub where they could maybe mm-hmm. be able to find out more about you, keep up with everything that you're doing, and also uh, nab a copy of the new album and the book, uh, where would that mm-hmm. be to go, sir? RyanStevensonMusic.com. And right there, there's a tab that says store. You can pre-order my book there. You can buy a physical CD of my new record Yes, because they're not coming out in stores just yet because everything's still kind of shut down. So right. there's auto, I've, I got a batch of them. There's autographed copies of my new record on my web store. So just go to ryanstevensonmusic.com and everything that you want is on there. Well, sir, seriously, thank you so much uh, for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you for your thoughtful uh, responses and for sharing your heart. It's just always a real pleasure to talk with you. Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. 
Thanks for sharing in the story of this latest episode of Faith Radio's On the Road. For more on today's conversation and the full podcast archive of all our episodes, look for On the Road when you visit MyFaithRadio.com. Thanks so much for listening to On the Road. Programming like this happens because of your incredible support. You can learn more about partnering financially at MyFaithRadio.com. And we'd be so glad to connect with you during the week on social media. Just search for On the Road with Ryan Thomas on Facebook. And our Twitter handle is at OnTheRoadRyan. Until next time, God bless you, my friend.